Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, besties. Welcome to the Journey with Janice podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so excited for this episode. Listen, I'm always excited. <laughs> I'm always excited to record podcasts and just share my heart with you and whatever it is God puts on my heart and what he's speaking to me right now. And listen, I pray more than anything in this season of life that you are not distracted, that you are not distracted from his word, from his presence, from hearing his voice. And I just know <laughs> that that is one of the methods the enemy uses the most is to get us so distracted that we're not in his word, that we're not praying, that we're not seeking his face so that we can just live a life that really is aimless and meaningless. And God has so many things for us. God has so many things for us. The Bible says he he created us for good works that he prepared in advance for us to do in the book of Ephesians. And so he wants the enemy wants more than anything for us to just be distracted. And I heard this really good word a few months ago. I was at a women's conference and she was talking about John 10, 10 that says the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. And how so many times we're just like rejoicing that the enemy hasn't like killed us or, you know, that we haven't, you know, been completely taken out by him. But she really pointed out like sometimes his strategy isn't to kill you. Sometimes it's to steal from you. He's pickpocketing from our lives and we just let him go away with it because, you know, at least, you know, we're still standing or, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, like I don't want the enemy to have anything, nothing, nothing. He gets nothing. <laughs> it reminds me of that scene in Willy Wonka where he's like, you lose. Good day, sir. Goodbye. Like, no, we're not dealing with any of that nonsense. And and I've just been in prayer tonight and y'all, <laughs> I wish y'all could have been here praying with me. It was like, whew. I just love the Lord. I love the presence of God. I love that we have access to come boldly before his throne room, boldly before his throne room. And we have that authority to pray and release things into the earth and to decree and declare and to bind and loose and pray. And so I pray that you would get a grit inside of you for prayer, for intercession, to pray for your families, to pray for your community, your church, your workplace, all the things to allow the Lord, even tonight, like I was praying for some pastor friends that I don't even talk to that much, but I'm washing the dishes and, and they were on my heart. And so I've just realized like a lot of time had went by and I was really praying for them, covering their ministry, their marriage, their children. And so I encourage you to be interruptible, like ask the Lord, even while you're going about your day, doing laundry, washing dishes, running errands at work, wherever you're at, say, God, I give you permission to drop people in my heart. I want to pray for people. I want to intercede. I want to just be that person who will go before the throne of God and pray on behalf of people. That's just something that I love, something that um, I just count as a privilege to be able to pray for people. And so if you need prayer for anything, honestly, anytime, reach out to me. Go to my website, find me on social media, like reach out to me, would love to pray for you. And that is just, I just think we need that. We need to encourage one another to pray, to stand in the gap for each other and just be there for each other. And so that's just, that's just something that's near and dear to my heart and something that I love so much. 
to be able to do. But tonight I was just thinking so much about being a yielded vessel, being a yielded vessel. And the Bible talks about that, how we are vessels and that God is the one who decides what we're used for. And I just love that we can stay surrendered to him in every season of life. In every season of life, there's a there's a purpose in every season that we, we exist inside of. Like, uh, I love that scripture that says in, in Ecclesiastes, it says there's a time and a purpose for every season under heaven. So whatever season you find yourself in right now, whether you feel like you're on a mountaintop or you feel like you have been walking through the valley, God has purpose in everything and he wastes nothing. He redeems all things. He is a good God. And so I pray wherever you're at that you are seeing whatever he is doing in and through you right now. And sometimes those seasons of like pruning and those seasons of really refining our character, those are not easy. Those are not the seasons we pray for, but they are so necessary. And so that's really what was on my heart tonight and just saying, God, here am I. Send me. Send me to whatever space and place that you want to take me, God, whether that's right here in my own community, which is so exciting. That's actually what I've been doing. I've been home for a little while, several months now, and just really pouring into my own community and just being able to do different ministry things right here. And I'm getting ready to do my first comedy ministry night here this weekend. And and God has just been showing me how we're called. I love where the Bible talks about like, you know, how we're called to share the gospel. And he says like first in Samaria and then Judea and all, and then all over the world. And, and sometimes that does start right in our hometown, right where he has us. And there's this, this saying that says bloom where you're planted. And that is just, that is just my heart. Like I want, and I've told the Lord this, I'm like, God, wherever you put me, like I'm putting my roots down and I'm going to pour into this community, whether that's through prayer or just, you know, being available for whatever he wants to do in and through me. But I also tell him, but my roots aren't so deep that you can't pluck me up and put me somewhere else. So I'm just like, oh, that is just like the cry of my heart on this episode is to encourage you to be a yielded vessel and to know that what God has for you is not what he has for me. And some of you are like shouting glory to God. I don't want to do what you're doing, but that's okay. God created us all for different purposes. And I was just reading again in the Bible the other day in first Corinthians, where it talks about the body of Christ and how he's the one that puts us where we belong. It is him that puts us where we belong. And it's so important that we seek him and we ask him, God, what, what, have you created me for? Where do I fit in the body of Christ? So that you are functioning in the role that you were created. You are functioning as the part of the body that you were created for. And I've seen it so many times where people are stepping into positions just because there's a vacancy. And I think that that's, I don't know, it's just, it's a trap we can fall into. It's error that the church has fallen into at times where it's like, okay, there's a vacancy and you're available. So, you know, people get plugged into positions they're really not anointed for instead of praying and saying, okay, we're going to leave that position open until God brings the right one. And then just really praying and asking God to do that. And so anyway, and I've seen that in all sorts of ministries and things over the years. And it's, you know what, Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his mercy. He covers us. But I personally want to be stepping into the positions he has for me, not what's expected from other people, not what other people want me to do. I want to know, God, what do you want me to do? And then if you bring other voices around me to validate it, great. But if nobody else confirms it, no one else 
champions me or, you know, pats me on the back or whatever. I don't need that because I already have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on my side. The God of angel armies is on my side. I don't need approval of man. So anyway, that's a whole other thing because we know the Bible says that fear of man is a snare and that fear of man, that fear of opinions, that need for approval, really it's it's rooted in insecurity and lack of identity. And I want to be a woman who knows her identity, that my identity in Christ is so deeply rooted in who I am, that I know that I am seated with him in heavenly places. I am a joint heir with Christ. I belong to him. I belong to him. I have been bought with the price and it is a precious blood that he spilled at Calvary. And so that is where I'm at. That's who I want to like be. That's who I want to, how I want to live my life from that place of just knowing who I am, knowing that I have a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ, that every promise in his word is mine according to his word. Like whatever he has promised me, his his promises are yes and amen, and I'm not going to live beneath what he has for me. I'm not going to live beneath the promises of God. I'm not going to live beneath my inheritance. Hey, hey, besties, are you looking for a new devotional? Even if you're not, check out my devotional, Come Away With Me, Cultivating Intimacy in the Secret Place. It is a 50-day devotional that will pull your heart closer to his. You can find it on my website, journeywithjanice.com. As a blood-bought daughter, oh, girl, I'm about to get my preach on here. I am about to get my preach on here, but I just, I don't want to live beneath what he has for me. I'm like, God, I want it all. And I told him that a few years ago. I'm like, God, I want to know what is mine this side of eternity. And I love where the Bible says it. Eternal life is knowing God. Eternal life is knowing God. So eternal life isn't, you know, when we take our last breath, we get to go to heaven. It is that born again experience of God bringing you from death to life. And I heard this quote before, God didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people live. And so before Christ, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. But God, he made us alive together with Christ. And so if you are a born again believer, you are his, you have given your life to Jesus, you have experienced the salvation of your soul and you are alive in him, there are things that are yours now. You don't have to wait until you're in heaven to experience fullness, the fullness of life. That's what the Bible says, the second part of John 10, 10, the part that said, you know, he came to steal, kill, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to give life abundantly. And I think we need to give way more emphasis to the second part of that scripture, okay? Jesus came to give us life abundantly. And I'm like, God, this is what I was saying to God a few years ago, like, God, I want to know the fullness of what you have for me. I want to know what my inheritance is. I want to know what it means to live in the fullness. Show me what my inheritance is. Show me what's mine. And I told him, I'm like, God, and if there are people around me that don't want what you have for them, then I'll take that too. And he was like, you're going to start teaching people what is theirs. You are going to teach them, not take from them. <laughs> and, and so it's just kind of my little moment with the Lord. But I was like, okay. And so, you know, now he uses me through videos on social media and podcasting and speaking and different things to just show people who they are in him, how much he loves them. And just, oh my goodness, more than anything, I pray that my life, that God would use this yielded vessel to teach people to fall more in love with him. Like if I can inspire people to fall more in love with God, to fall in love with his presence, to fall in love with his word, to hear his voice, to live a surrendered and obedient life. Like, honestly, I'm good. Like that is just the beat of my heart is for people 
to know the heart of God, for people to know that he is good, that he is faithful, that he is for them. And so I'm just, I'm just thankful for a God who wants to know us. (laughs) I'm thankful for a God who is intimately acquainted with all of our ways and still loves us for a God whose thoughts toward us outnumber the sand of the sea, whose banner over us is love, who rejoices over us with singing, who surrounds us with songs of deliverance, whose footsteps are our pathway. Like, come on, we have a good God. We have a God who is Emmanuel, God with us, a God who will never leave or forsake us, a God whose love is so vast and so immeasurable that we it can't be comprehended. We cannot comprehend his love and it's a love that never changes. Like you can't do enough things for God to love you more and you can't do enough bad things for God to love you less. Like God loves you because he loves you and his love for you will never change. His love for you will never change whether you choose him or not, whether you surrender yourself to him or not, whether you say, God, this vessel belongs to you or whether you say, I don't want anything to do with you. His love for you will never change. He will always choose you. It's whether you will choose him or not. It's really what it comes down to. Are you going to choose him in return? Because he already chose you. In the most famous scripture that, you know, if anyone in the world only knows one Bible verse, it's usually John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that God demonstrated his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus did not wait for you to get it right before he chose to go to the cross. He chose to go to the cross because he knew it was the only thing that was going to restore the relationship that was broken in the garden in the beginning of time with Adam and Eve and the original sin, that the cross had to happen so that we could have that that restored relationship with the Father. And the Bible says that Jesus is our mediator, that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father as our mediator. He is the go-between. He is the bridge to the Father. The answer is Jesus. He's the only way. He's the only way. I do not believe in relativism. I do not believe in this idea of like universalist, universalist truth, universalism, universalism, like, oh, that is just someone on here needs to hear that because I keep repeating it and I usually don't stutter. Okay. There's this idea and it is a lie. It's a doctrine of demons that is being accepted and preached and taught even from the pulpit that all roads lead to heaven. And that is not true according to God's word. Either you believe God's word or you don't. If you don't believe God's word, that's up to you. You have free will. But God's word is very clear that Jesus is the way, truth, and life. And there is salvation in no other name. That there is no other way to the Father but through him. The Bible is very clear about that over and over and over again. And I just believe even on this podcast, like God kept taking me back to that. Because listen, I was trying to go on and keep talking. And I kept saying that word over and over again. And I always tell the Lord, like, arrest my tongue, whatever you want to release through me. Like, I always pray over myself before I start. And so I think God kept me on that because, listen, I'm human too. And I was trying to move on from it. But there is that lie of universalism has just been so deeply rooted in culture and in the church. And it's kind of like this idea, even watching the Grammys. Okay, for one, let me recant that statement. I did not watch the Grammys, but I did watch the performance that was put on by some different artists. And, you know, there was a tribute that was made on there. And in the song that they sang, the tribute was to people who have passed away in Hollywood and um, just, you know, different actors and 
celebrities and things that had passed on. And in the song, it just kept saying like, you know, we'll see you again in heaven. We can't wait to see you again in heaven and all this and that. And I'm like, the sentiment is good, but it is the American gospel that all roads lead to heaven, that you, you know, everybody dies and everybody goes to heaven. And that's not reality. If you're not born again, the Bible says in John three thirty six. I'm going to go to it right now because I got my pink Bible right here. And I just think it needs, I think that, you know, this is what I believed my whole life until I was born again. And I really got to know the truth by reading God's word that not everybody ends up in heaven. And that may ruffle some feathers, that may burst some bubbles, but I'd rather speak the truth and love than have people be deceived. And so John 3.36 says, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. And so, listen, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. But we have to choose that. We have to say yes to him. We have to surrender to him. We have to be born again. We have to be born again. And so I do not believe that people who are living, you know, carelessly and living in the world and that, you know, that's between people and God. I believe that God is willing that none perish. The Bible is very clear on that. God never wanted anyone to go to hell. And the Bible is very clear about hell. It's in the New Testament over and over again. And people, you know, now there's teachings that hell doesn't exist. There's, I was not planning on talking about any of this today. This, I was just wanting to talk about being a yielded vessel to him, but we're going there. The Bible is very clear. And the problem isn't that the Bible doesn't like teach it. It's not being taught from the pulpits and not from every pulpit, but from a lot of pulpits, there's just this idea that we need to preach messages that tickle people's ears. We don't want to preach the stuff that's hard to hear. And people are perishing for lack of knowledge because people aren't in the word. And so there's a lack of teaching that's happening in the pulpits and there's a lack of believers. You know, we have to be accountable too for our own walks with the Lord, not reading the word of God outside of Sunday morning. Like if you are only hearing the word of God by listening to podcasts or listening to your pastor or watching YouTube videos, like those things are great. I do every single one of those things as an added benefit to already reading the Bible for myself, because you are not going to recognize a false teaching. You are not going to recognize when something is off because there is a lot of false teaching out there. If you are not rooted and grounded in the word for yourself. And so, yeah. So with all of that, like, I just think it was a dangerous thing with the Grammys. And I typically, I don't get on these bandwagons and I don't get on these soapboxes with all of that typically. But like when I was watching that video, honestly, it kind of alarmed me and it concerned me and it what it put a wrestle inside of my heart because that is how I believed my entire life until I really knew the word of God for myself just that you know as long as you weren't too bad of a sinner if you didn't like kill someone or you know do anything drastic like we're all going to end up in heaven and that's not reality and honestly when we believe that it it eliminates the urgency to share the gospel if you believe that all paths lead to heaven, that it doesn't matter what your religion is. It doesn't matter what you believe. We're all going to the same place eventually. That is not true. According to God's word, if you are a Christian and you believe God's word, that doesn't jive with scripture. That does not jive with God's word. And so that was kind of my my concerns with that performance is just this American gospel that is so watered down and it's not it's not accurate. It's not accurate according to scripture. So I guess I'll end all of that with saying like, I don't just 
say things without like taking it to prayer. I definitely was interceding for everybody that was involved with the Grammys and everybody who was part of that. And uh, it's just, there was a lot that happened. I did just, I'm seeing the buzz about it. I don't watch TV, honestly. I watch YouTube sometimes to watch messages and stuff, but like not much of a movie person. I'm not much of a TV person. I'm more of a like, let me have my nose stuck in a book kind of person. Like that's just how I am. I've always been that way. And so I'm not, I'm not a big movie watcher. I had no interest in watching the Grammys. And so, but I have heard, you know, all the stuff about the, the performances that had happened and all of that. And I'm not watching it because I don't, I'm very, very guarded with my eye gates and my ear gates. And so I'm definitely not going to watch, but there was some stuff that happened on the Grammys with literally it was a satanic ritual that happened and God help our country. <laughs> I've just been praying and interceding today for our country and for anyone that was a part of that. Cause I was even thinking about the people that, you know, it's their job to video at the Grammys or whatever they were hired for that. They had to be exposed to that. And it's like, I was talking to some of my mentors earlier about how back in the day, like the enemy was very covert and like very, very subtle, you know, and now it's, blatant like it is so in your face but we have become such a desensitized culture that we would literally sit there and watch that like mm -mm, no not me I believe that we need to set a guard over our eyes over our ears the bible says above all else guard your heart because the wellspring of life comes from your heart and I say this all the time but the bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if you want to know what's in your heart, pay attention to what you're saying. That's a check right there. It's your own checkpoint, your own checkpoint. Are you someone who grumbles and complains all the time? Are you someone who's constantly negative? Are you constantly speaking death? Deal with your heart. Deal with your heart, the condition of your heart. And something I pray over myself all the time is God created me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. God, give me clean hands and a pure heart. See if there's any wicked way in me. God, search my heart. I don't want anything wicked inside of me. I want my heart to be pure. And the Bible says that blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. I want to see God. I want to see him in everything. I want to wake up in the morning knowing that he is the one that commands the morning, that he woke me up, that he put the breath inside of my lungs, that he's the one that has anointed my hands to do the work that he's called me to. He's the one that has put the voice inside of me to speak to the nations. Like everything that I have, every good and perfect gift comes from him. And I want my heart to stay pure. And so I'm very diligent about guarding my heart. And am I perfect at it? Absolutely not. Do I you know, expose myself to things at times that I probably shouldn't, probably like no one's perfect, but there's this beautiful thing called repentance. And when we find ourselves going in a direction, that's not good. It's not godly. All we have to do is turn around. <laughs> I love that the Bible said he keep, says he keeps us in perfect peace when we keep our mind stayed on him. And so where's your focus? Where's your mind? Is your mind on the things of this world, the cares of this world? Because the Bible talks about that. Oh, Listen, I'm going to end this soon, but I'm like, the Lord is stirring so much in my heart right now. There's a parable about the seed and how it falls on different soil. And obviously we all want to have good soil where the seed of God's word is planted inside our heart and it bears fruit that it mul it multiplies in our lives. But there is the, the thorny ground 
and the cares of this world choke out the word of God. And so many times, like we are so distracted right back to the first thing we were talking about in this podcast. We are so distracted with this world and I'm throwing myself in there. I am not, listen, I do not claim to be someone who has figured it all out, who has got it all together. Like I am working out my own salvation too. I'm working out my own salvation too and figuring this thing called faith out, this journey of faith out. But the Bible says that it will choke out the word of God. And so many times we are distracted and we are so just hyper-focused on this life and we have a whole eternity that matters more. We have a whole eternity that matters more. And even back to the whole Grammys thing, and I was not planning on even talking about this, but I was watching, you know, I saw some pictures and things of people that won Grammys. And I think that's amazing when we're doing things for the Lord and we're doing what we're called to when we're living in our gifts and like we're using our gifts and talents to glorify him. But immediately when I was seeing pictures and things, all I could think was store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy. Like Grammys are great. Getting accolades on this earth, getting pats on the back. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that to be, you know, recognized for the work you do or whatever. If you're someone who has gotten awards or you've, you know, won things or whatever, I've won different writing competitions and different things in the past. But ultimately, like those things are going to corrode. Those things are going to lose their luster. But what's done for God and what's done in eternity and the treasures that we store up in heaven are eternal. And so I encourage you to keep your focus on eternity, to focus on him and what matters more than anything else in this world is him and living a life that glorifies and honors him. And so I pray that you are a yielded vessel, that you today, if you haven't already, give him your fresh yes, that you say, God, here am I, use me. Wherever he puts you, wherever he places you, your family is a gift from God. And some of you may be laughing at that, like Janice, you don't know my family. If God has put your family in your life, they are a gift from him. And I pray that you start seeing them that way. And God really challenged me a while ago because I had people in my life that It was just a difficult situation. Can I say that? And the Lord really arrested my mouth. He arrested my tongue and was like, do not speak anything over to or about them that I don't say and see. And so I started asking, God, give me your eyes. Let me call things that are not as though they are. Like, I want to pray for people. I want to, you know, call people to that place that you have created for them. And so you may look at your family right now and you may think this is a lost cause, Don't come in agreement with that. Ask God, give me eyes to see them as you do. Help me to call them to that place that you call them. What do you say over to and about them? And that's what I'm going to speak over them. Don't Don't speak death, only speak life. Don't speak word curses over people. Even if it's someone you would call your enemy, even if you're, it's your boss that you literally can't stand or that coworker that's sitting beside you every day that you're like, seriously, like speak life over them. Sometimes we have to force ourselves to do that, but speak life. Don't add to what's already there by speaking death. Like, and you will watch and see, I have so many testimonies that I cannot share right now because this podcast is getting really long, but so many, so many testimonies of watching prayer change situations, watching prayer change people and speaking life instead of death. And so I encourage you today to do that, to stay yielded and surrendered to him. He loves you so much. His plans for you are only ever good. And I pray that you 
that would just focus on him, that you would be about your father's business, that you would hear his voice clearly, that you would do everything that he put you on this earth to do, and that you would just live a life that's full, an abundant life, the one that he made for you, the one he created for you. So let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this podcast. God, I pray that every single word that I spoke today was just under the leading and unction of the Holy Ghost. God, I pray that your word is going forth in the earth. I thank you, God, that revival fire is sweeping across this nation. We stay in agreement, God, with what you're doing. We say your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We come against every plan, scheme, and agenda of the enemy over our lives in the name of Jesus, and we call it canceled. God, I thank you that your plan is rolling out. Your plan is coming forth. God, and I pray that our focus would be so hyper-fixed on you, God. Lord, I think about that song that says, give me one pure and holy passion. Give me one magnificent obsession. Give me one glorious ambition for my life to know and follow hard after you. God, I pray that we would be people that are about our Father's business that we would put our hands to the plow and not look back, God, that we would be people that are fit for the kingdom, God. And I thank you that you are doing new things in this season. I declare a release of the new things. I thank you that it's a season, God, a promise is fulfilled, a prophetic word's coming to pass. God, I thank you, God, that you are stirring your people for love and good works, God. And I just bless every listener on this podcast. I thank you, God, for who they are in you. God, I thank you for a deep-seated identity in you. I thank you, God, that you are doing everything, God, that you have planned and purposed since the beginning of time in and through their lives, God. And I call it forth in the name of Jesus. Amen.